good time. Uh, come tomorrow, we will have the first race of the Wolfpack Championship Grudge Racing Series. Tomorrow, we had the preseason Friday. So tomorrow will be round one. So if you are eligible, remember, if you are a blue badge or a green badge, you are eligible to participate in that race, okay? In that race, there is a grand prize package of over $1,000 worth of sim racing equipment all the way from a Fanatec wheel, a Fanatec base, which is PlayStation, Xbox, and PC compatible, and you will get the Fanatec pedals. You will getting all of that for the first place grand prize as well as other prizes <clears throat> for the finishing of the series, second, third, fourth, and maybe even more. Plus, we will give uh, small awards for driver of the day throughout the series. So definitely make sure if you're eligible, check your membership status, green or blue badge, get into the Discord so you can go ahead and line up on the grid. All drivers that are in the Discord 30 minutes prior to the race time. Tomorrow's race time is 11.30 Eastern Standard Time. That means you should be in the Discord by 11 a.m. And those drivers will get priority to get invites into the grid. Remember, this is a first-come, first-serve grid. If you do not make it on time and you don't get in, then you're just not racing that time, which means those are points you're missing. If you are a couple of weeks outside of your membership of being a green badge, then once you turn green, you can then participate in the racing series. Just like others have paid in their seniority, you will have to pay yours as well, pay into your seniority. So that is what's happening right now. We are about to get into a topic real quick, you know, because we're about to be Christmas Eve. We're going to have the race. I'm not going to keep you all too, too long, but we're going to talk about this zach brown writes a letter open letter that's published on the mclaren racing website which it doesn't get more official than that uh with him putting it on there and he does go into quite a few topics it's a very it's a very long letter and hits on certain different topics and situations throughout the season and their highs and lows and what they anticipate to do and how they felt about certain things and that is one that is a few of the things that we're going to get into zach brown being known to be somebody to be quite boisterous uh, about situations time to time i know sometimes people probably and even myself might have a bit of reserve on zach brown at times because it seems very um sometimes it, sometimes let's just be honest it seems sometimes he's catering and sometimes he's you know he's protesting it so we don't really know but zach brown to me definitely in our private conversation that we had he he did tell me that he is all about the betterment of the sport. And I would I would have to say that I do agree with Zach on that as far as some of his stances. I do know people have some pros and cons about how they feel about his stances, but I would agree to that. So let's just get into some of the things he talked about. Uh, one of the first, one of the things that he did talk about was the appearance of the F1 Academy uh, as a supporting category with Formula One next year and a great addition for that. Also giving credit uh, to Susie Wolf and her direct that being director of F1 Academy and the initiative uh, to the life with the aim of development, preparing young female drivers to progress higher levels of the competition. Uh, we got a, we know that Zach Brown and McLaren have made several moves into different categories of motorsports from IndyCar to eSports to Formula One to now F1 Academy, also in XE, 
they are in a very plethora of motorsport categories. And that is for a reason that McLaren have found themselves doing that, not even to mention some of the programs that McLaren are involved with all the way from the sponsor X program to other things that they are involved with. They are quiet as it's kept, but not so much kept. McLaren are, like I told you, working to become America's racing team. The McLaren product itself, the car itself is already a car that I think is probably largely more owned but I'm not sure if it's largely more owned than Porsche, but I would say if, if so in a racing inspired car, I would think that McLaren and Porsche are probably right there. We're not really including, we're not including the GTR. We're not including cars like that. We're talking about foreign. So when it comes to Porsche McLaren, I think they far outnumber Lamborghini as far as ownership or any other, even Ferrari in itself, as far as ownership, plus Ferrari is one of those companies where you own their car, but you really don't own their car. Uh, they can be a stickler for people that want to try to personalize a car. But anyway, getting back into this, he definitely does hint to the F1 Academy situation and the involvement of the 10 teams to in their support of that. And I think that's good. I think that's something that we were all, a lot of us, I won't say all, because if I say all, then I kind of, I kind of contradict myself in something that I'm going to hit on Zach Brown later on in one of his portions of his letter. But I think a lot of us were a little bit hesitant and I would say concerned or, or we felt some type of lack of support for the F1 Academy due to its lack of exposure, due to the lack of races that F1 Academy had along with Formula One at certain tracks. I think some of us felt that maybe F1 Academy would be left behind and would be one of these ploys that would be, would we come to be looked like they were trying, but really they weren't. But it does seem that F1 Academy is going to be official. It does seem like there is consistent growth. The next level that I myself would be waiting on is something outlined there is in records, crowds, and TV viewership is I want to see F1 Academy along in the calendar with Formula One more so than not, so that those drivers can get the attention and get the exposure that they should get as motorsports drivers. I still also do believe that there's some room for F1 Academy to grow and to eliminate some of the stones that people like to throw at female drivers. And what I mean by that is oftentimes you will hear people, especially male chauvinist bastards, make comments to to dis to to basically discredit female drivers saying that they cannot compete with their counterparts. They cannot compete with males. And I think that F1 Academy can assist in showing that the stopwatch doesn't lie, that skill is skill in a machine. It doesn't care about sex in any of that by at least having one driver be a male, just the same as XE does. XE has one female, one male driver, and they both take part in the race, not just the series. They take part in the actual racing event. They split time so that it is an accumulative 
performance combined of both drivers and the outcome is the outcome. And I do think that they could have done something more to put a male in one of those seats in each seat in the team, because, you know, when they started out, it was three cars per team and you could have put one male driver in each one of those cars, one third of the team being male. That way you did have males on track. You did have the ability to show that females and males alike would race and it is purely their talent or their skill that will put them to the front of the grid or not and then that way people wouldn't be able to hurdle these stones saying that females cannot compete with males so I still I think that is something that they missed an opportunity on and we'll see later on what happens but uh, also don't forget we do have a female driver a, a motorsports driver in F3 Still there, I believe she's only having a reserve driver role at this point in time. I would like to see her move up. But, of course, if her, if her not moving up is only because of her ability in the car, then I'm totally fine with where she is because it's not like Mick Schumacher has a seat right now. His ability and his skill has landed him where he is, although he is in Formula 1. He is not a in a one or two driver seat. He is a reserve driver. Liam Lawson, up until this point in time in Formula 1, lat this this current season didn't get an opportunity until an opportunity presented himself when Danny Rick went out and broke his wrist. And then he was able to show and display his skills that he actually may be able to assist the team in winning or collecting some type of podium or at least points, collecting points. And I'm not going to go as far as to say podiums because he didn't do that. But collecting points he did do in a small body of work or the small opportunity that he had while Danny Rick was out. So Lim did prove that. So I would like to see if, if other females could come up the ranks and if they're really serious about trying to get them into F3. It's going to be, I'm going to be looking for the next three seasons to see if a driver from F1 Academy indeed is worked up, indeed has earned the opportunity and is given the opportunity once it's earned to drive an F3 and competitively. If we consistently see the movement of the female drivers from F1 Academy only into reserve driver roles, I do not believe that that is going to be a fair example. I think you do need to take a plunge and say, listen, we're going to give you the opportunity. We're going to put you in the one or two seat. And if you don't perform, you don't perform. Now, I also think that it would be unfair if they perform, but they're, you know, 15 to 10 and then every now and then place there. And they're like, oh, you're not good enough because we see several male drivers that don't do shit week in and week out that consistently place in the bottom 15, let alone maybe even the bottom 20, you know? So those drivers in males do exist, but they consistently get an opportunity. We see that Logan Sargent is getting another opportunity with Williams, and it may be a byproduct of the driver's market not being as, um, as robust as it could be, and then them being able to find somebody else that would be in that car and give them a better opportunity. But either way, he's getting another opportunity, and there are other drivers out there that they could give an opportunity to. And then, you know, it could be debated whether it's worth it or not. Just like I didn't think it was worth it to hop off DeVries and to go right into Danny Rick. So those are some of the things I got. What's going on, Twin? I see you. Xmas to you too, bro. Xmas to you too. Uh, so <clears throat> we'll see what happens there. Let's move on to another uh, portion of his letter. There are several different portions. We're only, only going to hit on three of those. Uh, right here, it says, now this is, the, this is the whammy. This is the whammy that has, this is the shock in the letter that, that has been really, really focused on. And, and this situation has to do with something that we've talked about here several times. This is something that I've spoke about several times. This is something that I've spoke about before Zach Brown has spoke about it. This is something that many of 
other content creators that I've collaborated with have had conversations about. And that is the fact that it is an unfair advantage. It is a conflict of interest to have one team own four cars and four drivers on track in one event. This is something that definitely should, should be addressed. And I think there is a small bit of credit that should go to Zach Brown for saying something in regards to that. So as you see right here, he says that we should take the opportunity to improve some of our processes in Formula One, strengthening the values and fairness of competition. I completely agree with that. Strengthening values and competition is something that will, will do the sport some good. Uh, the sport is not perfect, and he's right about that. The next corridor agreement, um, Concord agreement to unite governing body with, uh, with the teams, commercial rights holders, we should prioritize some of those rules to currently impact the impartiality between competitors. Now, I also would like to say that there was a bit of a room in here to, to drop an Andretti plug as well. Not that he had to, but there was some room in there to do so. But why he didn't might kind of say something as well, but we'll just go on and focus with this portion right here. For example, most other major sports prohibit the ownership of two teams within the same league because of the obvious potential damage that it does to competition. It's an unhealthy situation because it impacts decisions made both on and off the track. Whether it's a case of having access to more data, sharing components, personnel, or even having influence over strategic vote, it's not in the spirit of the regulations. This right here was a shot. This right here was a shot. Okay, and it was a shot that I think he should have just went ahead and said it. He, he did a letter when we were going through the whole cost cap situation. And he left it as vague as teams that cheat should be penalized. And I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember word for word what Zach said. But that is paraphrased pretty much in general what he was speaking to. He and Christian on camera during a conference, a, a team principal conference, had a bit of a spat about it because Christian knew who he was referring to. Red Bull, you cheated. You breached the cost cap. You had an unfair financial advantage as far as your team spending over close to $2 million. I don't want to hear crap about a stupid tax credit. People kill me with trying to act like it's, like it's rocket science. A tax credit does not negate or change the amount of money that you spent. You spent this money. A tax credit is just on paper going to make it look like you spent less. It's going to give you something back. You still, Red Bull still breached financially. That's a fact. You can't change that. Don't give me the tax credit bullshit. All right? So, yeah, he spoke up about that. And in this situation, I would say that Zach should have put a little bit more of his chest a bit more bass in his vocal cords, and he should have put an address on the shit. He should have just said Red Bull by way of AlphaTauri is a conflict of interest for all other teams on the grid. He should have pointed out that we have seen too many times, whether it was a factual situation or it was something that looked suspicious, where Red Bull had AlphaTauri in a position that benefited Red Bull. He should have put an address on that shit and an exclamation mark at the end of that address said here you go I'm putting it out there right now because it's right he's right he's right it's not fair it's not fair for the other teams it's not cool for the sport 
It is a conflict of interest. It is something that damn well should be addressed and it damn well should be handled. It should not be the case. We already know that we're likely going to see the RB19 appear in AlphaTauri colors next season. We already know that. And he's right about the fluidity of parts between both teams. Now, as he also did outline, I do like that he put this part in here. It's important to stand up for independence, competition, and fairness. And I'd like to see changes in the regulations to ensure that in the future, they stop influence spreading from one team to another through strategic alliance and especially through ownership. Formula One should be true to its brand and every team except power units should be totally independent of each other. He is not lying. Alpha Tari should have Alpha Tari business meetings all type there's any and, and you know it's true because every time they talk about avatar they don't even say really say avatar they say the red bull team the red bull sister team the red bull junior team it's red bull it's red bull hell their logos are damn near the same it's red bull so yeah it needs to be bad it needs to be disbanded it needs to be broken up and why this is being allowed we all know the same reason why other things have been allowed the same reason why we've seen things that were wrong and they have yet to correct it. Abu Dhabi 2021, situations on track with Max, the lack of penalties, the change of regulations, the change of rules. We've seen this all too many times. Zach, he made a very critical point, a very stabbing point. I just think at this point in time, if you're going to say all that, we already know if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck. We pretty much, we know who you're speaking about. It's not even pretty much. We know who you're speaking about. Just put an address on it, Zach. Just put an address on it, bro. Don't even, don't even try to sugarcoat it. Just tell us who you're talking about. Just say Red Bull owning AlphaTauri is a conflict of interest. It should not be allowed. That is exactly what he should have said. That would have made this so much more pungent. That would have made... It would have dropped a bomb in the offseason. This already is very, like, ether-like. It's, it's definitely grabbed attention. But I feel like he could have just really, pow, really punched him in the eye, blackened the eye of the sport. You know how total feel about blacking the eye of the sport. You know, you don't like using words like that. But, yeah, I definitely think what he said is accurate. I think what he said is true. I think what he said needs to have some type of attention and focus on it. I think what Zach said and many of us have been saying needs to be addressed by the FIA and something needs to be done with it within Formula One. And I do mean soon. I don't mean five years from now. I mean next season, the season after next, maybe two seasons from now. I think it needs to be damn well handled. So that is something I definitely give kudos now with Zach saying this, okay, with Zach bringing this up, with Zach putting this out there on the main page of McLaren, like not even worried about other pundits having it, it's on the McLaren page. I also have to give a little bit of pushback to what he said in regards to the Knicks. Not in some ways. Now, listen, credit must go to Max Verstappen, who broke all the records in a year of domination in 2023. Uh, you could have said he broke several records. He didn't break all the records. If you want to say he broke all the one season record, fine, but he didn't break all the records. But I do, I will say this. We're going to get into this. Uh, 
is like of which I doubt we'll ever see again. And hungry when Red Bull Racing eclipsed McLaren long held record. You know, this is the way he's going to, you know, put his McLaren, you know, bash on it, put his McLaren stash on it. He right for talking his shit. Record of 1988, uh, when their 12th consecutive Grand Prix, it was fitting. We were able to share the podium to celebrate their achievement despite Lando's slight mishap with the trophy. Yes. Lando broke the damn trophy. I really ain't mad about it, but Lando, you gotta, you you gotta make sure you watching out for other people's shit, man. You you know that was reckless. I wasn't mad because of who it was and what it was and because of what they done, but it still was reckless, bro. I'd have been pissed if it had been mine. So um, all year long, battle you know amongst intense and Alonzo, credit to him and Mercedes, Ferrari, Aston Martin didn't make it easy. Kudos to the other team. I'm just gonna say this though. I think that. I think that some people, right? I think that when some people are setting up, you know, the punch, they work the jab. We're working the jab. We're working the jab. We're working the jab. Working the jab because we're trying to set in the overhand right or the uppercut or the cross. We're trying to set something up. I think often people feel like before I say this, because I know this might sting, I'm going to say something that is going to put some icing on it. I think to say this about Max Verstappen, and then to say what you said about Red Bull and AlphaTauri, it kind of contradicts you giving credit to Max Verstappen. You're talking about two teams that have an unfair advantage over nine other teams, over eight other teams, because those are two teams in it. You're talking about what's going on, fam. I see King Ring, Sylvia Wick, Kelly, Big Uno. I see y'all up in the chat. You're talking about, look at those blue badges, though. That's what I'm talking about, OG status. You're talking about two teams that have an unfair advantage. You're talking about at least one of those teams that have a super unfair advantage. You're talking about that same one team that has unfair advantage in control or strategic advantage over another team, which would impact your team. You're talking about a team that has been blessed and are largely forgiven for their discretions by the FIA. You're talking about a team who legitimately and factually cheated in the cost cap. You're talking about a team whose driver got awarded a driving championship in 2021 by an unfair advantage and broken regulations and rules. And we saw a damn uh, race director get shafted in NDA because of it. I think for you to go and give Max credit and then say this says, well, why did you give Max credit? Because if that's the case, you know, Max is in what could be debated as an illegal car. Max is driving for a team that has an unfair advantage in, in comparison to the rest of the grid. But it's not to say we still all know Max had to drive, right? There are a lot of things that could occur on track. There are a lot of things and mistakes that drivers can make. There are a lot of situations that could occur in a power unit or failure and mechanical failures. So in that aspect, Red Bull was very successful, very sound, very um, consistent, with everything they did to function as a team, but I don't think you need to give credit in order to go and then say something about a team. Uh, it's nothing wrong with him giving Max credit, but I feel like maybe a slight bit disingenuous because you're setting, that was your jab to set up your main punch to take a little bit off of it. I feel like that was kind of to shave some of it off. Yo, I said something good about y'all, but I'm also going to say the bad shit about y'all. And the bad things you're saying kind of contradict the success that Red Bull had because maybe had they not breached the cost cap by $2 million, maybe had they not even been issued a championship that their drivers shouldn't have in 2021, maybe had they been penalized correctly in 2023, maybe had the rules not been changed to facilitate Max as far as pit lane bullshit exits in 2023, 
maybe some of these things might change the outcome for other teams in competition, but you know, maybe not. We won't know. We'll just know what is and what has been. So, you know, Zach, cool with that. Definitely, you know, you want to give somebody credit where credit is due. I just don't think if you're going to say you need to ask absolutely give somebody some sugar before you give them something sour just go ahead and tell them like what it is like hey listen this is what i got to say i ain't gonna say nothing good about you just to work this in i'm just gonna say what i got to say any other time hey, i give you credit lewis hamilton also did it at the fia award ceremony gave max and red bull credit um i would also say that i think he i think he and zach mean it i just think Sometimes they say it to just say the right thing. When me, I probably am not even saying that shit. Like, if I'm asked about it, yeah, he's a phenomenal driver. Uh, but yeah, they, I mean, they cheat. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They cheat. So it is what it is. But we got 2024 coming up. Uh, Mercedes have a considerable amount of things to work on to get correct. Ferrari also do. McLaren is on the rise. I'm looking forward to see what they're gonna do in 2024. I hope they don't have. I hope they don't have a stumble. I'm also looking to see what Aston Martin's gonna do in 2024. I'm not really worried about Haas. Their shit. I'm not really concerned about Alpine. They got a lot of things they got to work out. They're getting all this money in, but what will they do with it? I don't know. We'll see. I'm not counting them completely out of the midfield battle, but I ain't looking for them to come out with no hot sauce or nothing like that. As far as AlphaTauri and Red Bull, that is what it is. We'll see what happens there, but uh, I think a lot of us are focused on everything that's going to largely change in 2026 with the new entry of Audi, with the change next season, even with um, Alfa Romeo going to Haas and Sauber, seeing what they got going on. So we're looking forward as the field and the, and the sport changes as it near, nears the new onset of the regulations to change as well, where they dump off the MGUH and increase the battery components. And we want to see how that's going to change the characteristics of the car, the characteristics of the driving styles, how teams are going to adjust to that, who's actually going to come out on top in that new onset of regulations. Will Red Bull still have the upper hand? Don't forget they're getting a new power unit team agreement with Ford, and I Ford is shit to me, and Ford has been crap even in America. They got some good products like the Ford Ranger, the old one. Like, that's solid. King Ream with the super sticker. What's going on, bro? Appreciate that. So, you know, that's, you know, I, I, I already told y'all, I think that's where Red Bull shit's going to end. When they get the Ford power unit, if it's a legit Ford power unit and not an overbadging situation, as Christian tries to throw shade on Andretti talking about an overbadging exercise, bro, I don't think anybody really believes that you're coming in with a Ford built, Ford designed, Ford manufactured, totally independent, no IP at all from Honda implemented in a Ford power unit. No, I don't, I don't believe that. So you're technically still overbadging. You, you got several years with Honda. You got several uh, access to the IP intellectual properties and all the designs. I don't believe Ford is coming in with a Ford-inspired design built, no nothing from Honda whatsoever motor, I, power unit. I just don't believe it until I really see it. I don't, And I still might not believe it. I don't think they're going to do it. I'll tell you, if they come in seamlessly and things don't take a fall at all, it's not a Ford power unit. It's a damn Honda power unit batched as a Ford. Ford was not successful in Formula One until Cosworth. They just weren't. They are successful in some areas. And I'm going to tell you like this. I've told you several times at the track, every fast Mustang that is consistently fast at the track does not have a Ford motor in it. 
a Ford engine in it. It has a Chevy or a Hemi, period. That's just the way it goes. They don't hold well under high compression at higher levels of the sport. That's just the way it is. Shit, watch the very basic shows like Street Outlaws. See if the very few people that are running Mustangs are running Ford engines in those Mustangs. They just don't hold. They're not reliable. And that's just the way the cookie crumbles and the way Ford built it to crumble. So I'm telling you that if Ford actually is producing that power unit for Red Bull, you're going to see Red Bull stumble. Ford's not going to come into this game running and taking off like it ain't nothing. It's just not happening. That's not what they've done. It's not what I know them for. And I'm not going to be surprised when that happens. So listen, tomorrow, the esports race is going to be here live televised for you all to see we're going to see who's going to take the first podium of the Wolfpack epic championship grudge racing series we're going to see what 10 drivers if there are 10 drivers on the grid are going to collect the first 10 spots to get those points to see who's in the lead to start off this racing series there are big stakes at hand there's going to be spin cam there's going to be fun there's going to be cussing there's going to be a good time so be here tomorrow 11 30 eastern standard time we will go live we will televise the race and then that will be your christmas present and that is going to be good enough because then you will open up all your other christmas presents on christmas day all right so i will see you all later y'all be safe peace and love wolfpack out peace